sunny day. Hello friends, welcome back to the DDS, back to the Dead Dad Society. I'm Mitch Garling, I am your host of the Society. Look, I'm loving the love. People are really liking those last couple of episodes, it feels good. Last episode with Big Red Cap was, was a deep one, it was a deep one, but it was a great one. So thanks for, uh, thanks for the love on that one. We got, you know, we got deep with Reg and that was, that was cool. That's a weird sentence. But yeah, that was, a, that was a cool episode. So thanks very much, guys. Um, I'm going to be that guy. If you, if you like what we're doing uh, here at the DDS, just like, subscribe, give me, some, subs- give me some subscriptions. That's the word. Give me some love. And uh, yeah, so really appreciate you guys. That's really, really cool. Look, I'm here by myself. No one showed up to the Dead Dad Society this week, and that's okay. You know, not everyone has... Not everyone has pain. Not everyone has stuff they want to talk through. And that's not all that the Dead Dad Society is all about. It's also about helping people link up with each other and and being, you know, being connections that we can, or giving connections that we can offer. Now, I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and I was saying that I didn't want, I didn't want the Dead Dad Society to literally be pigeonholed to, to come on that you have to have a dead dad or a dead mum or whatever. Um, I also thought I'd throw it out there that people I want to get on are people that I could see as being my potential father, my potential replacement dad, right? So in that vein, uh, our guest today is, is a very good friend of mine. Uh, it's Andrew Barnett. People may know him as Barney from Fox Sports, uh, the professor and Barney. Uh, so he's on the Matty John show. He has his own podcast with the professor James Rochford and yeah, he's a fantastic stand-up comedian. He's also one of my oldest friends in comedy and he's a, he's a good guest. We had a great chat about an array of different things, some chats that I didn't know where we were going, and, but we did it. We did it. And, uh, yeah, so this is episode nine. Please keep the, keep the love coming in. I, I love when you guys reach out to me. That's really cool. Um, and, yeah, if you want to shoot me an email or whatever, just send it to deaddadsociety at gmail.com. And, yeah, if you, I don't know, if you have anyone that you want me to chat to that might have a dead dad, do you have a dead dad? Like, let's just chat. That'd be cool. But thanks very much, guys. Uh, I love you all very much. And this is episode nine with Andrew Barney Barnett. Barney, how you doing, mates? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on the podcast. I've just got to work out how to make this full... Here we go, full screen. Look at you how good's that? Full HD. You are copping just a full... A full I, don't want, I was going to say facial. No, I regret saying that. Um, you're copping like, just a full shot of me. A full gander. I couldn't see the, uh, the nice brass kettle. Over your, uh, what's that? Over your, your shoulder Mate, there? I always, uh, you know, I, I set dress depending on who is coming on. Um, yep. And tonight I've gone with uh, this painting. I just, I felt like, you know, it represented you somehow. I'm not sure how. Mm. Um, and this is quality, quality content for people that are listening on the audio version. Um, oh, yeah. but, are they, yeah. what, what are those flowers? Are they roses over your shoulder too, mate? Or what are they? They are, and they're, they're fake. Uh, so really? I'm really sorry to let you down um, like no, that. Right. I didn't mean to. It's <laughs> to... a bit of your showbiz magic. 
That's it. We're actually yeah, coming from uh, coming from the family, coming from the family home, coming from my wife's family home. So I'm I'm not even at home. So I don't even <laughs> I don't even know who's this stuff is to be honest. Nice. Uh, but mate, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for coming on the Dead Dad Society. Um, yeah, not a drummer at all. Um, <laughs> I, full disclosure, I, my my dad's alive, but um, unless. I mean, this is the way I find out, mate. That is one hell of a publicity stunt for you. That this is, look, this callous. is what, this is what we've, this is what I've spoken about with other, with other guests um, is like, it, am I pigeonholing myself um, that I have to have guests with dead dads uh, or certainly the, you're aiming for an older demographic of, uh, of guest. Yeah, like, you know, see. I mean, guys, guys in their sixties are far more likely to be able to join the society than you know than guys That's uh, who are younger. At this point, look, I'm happy to just have people just coming at all. Uh, <laughs> so that's 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 a nice thing. But no, look, if if that was if this was the way that you know your 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 family, your your brother, or I think it's your sister, your your mother, they said, look, we need to tell Andrew about dad passing, but how do we do mm. it? keep it light uh so here we are sorry but no not I've really heard a, i've heard a comedian mate of his has a podcast let's give him a call and see what we can do <laughs> oh no, he uh yeah he he gets over for a couple of hundred views couple of hundred listens every episode and i feel like this nice. is what andrew this is what andrew would want uh mm. is this to go out to just a few people really um but <laughs> no i um i wanted to sort of say that what I'm kind of, I didn't, yeah, don't want to pigeonhole myself that you have to have a dead dad to come on the society. I like mm. to talk to people that I obviously I find interesting and that I have a history with, but also I'm kind of teeing up people that I think in an ideal world could step into my dad's shoes and be <laughs> a replacement dad for me. Mm. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I have, I spoke to I spoke to Bo Ryan. I uh, asked him some questions about about being my dad, and he seemed he seemed kind of keen. Um, he he does have a pretty young family himself, but um, would you like? Is that something you're interested in? Or oh, look, I've, you know, I'm I'm more than always uh, willing to help, but help people out. Um, you know, I do I do also have I got two kids, two young ones. I got a yep. I mean. Depends. Let's t let's test this. I got a ten-year-old. Well, mm -hmm. to be ten-year-old next week. Um, his birthday, obviously, big deal in our house. And absolutely. Uh, what what sort of as a brother? What sort of what sort of gift Ooh. are you looking at arranging? Now, keeping in mind that I end up buying the gift anyway. So yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and uh, don't go too extravagant, is what I'm saying. Because let's face it, I'm not made of money. Um, see, good dad saying that one. Um, that's, well, I mean, that's good. I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good one. Like I'm, I'm a, a pretty new dad myself. So that's good to, mm. to learn all the lingo. Um, Jesus, I'll I didn't even to... think of that. Am I ready to be a grandfather? Uh, I didn't even think of that. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Pops. To consider here, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even, mean... how old, how, how old are you these days? Are you 38? 30... Th uh, just turned 39. 39, 39. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was pretty nice of me. I was pretty cool. See, I'm 32. Mm. See, as I feel like a seven year difference between us. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe on, the, maybe on the central coast or, you know, out west yeah, or something, exactly. but not, <laughs> not uh, you know, just a couple of respectable gents like ourselves. Mm. But, uh, yeah, okay. It is, it, 
it's, it's a it's close pleasant. age. It's even, you know, even in the dodgier suburbs, that is pushing it. <laughs> the present, the present. Okay, so we've got to keep, like, I've got to keep your budget in mind. I don't want to, I don't want to go, you know, too crazy. Um, what kind of, uh, what kind of stuff have we previously, we got him? Like, are we talking Ben 10? Are we talking like Yu-Gi-Oh? Actually, I don't even know what is a thing anymore. See, this is the this is the thing. You get you got to be up with the the latest. Uh, what is he into it, at the moment? Ninja Warrior is all the rage in my house. Um, that's been the last right. few weeks. They love that. Um, the, uh, the the Lego is always massive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Loves a uh, loves anything uh, Lego. Um, what else are they into? Marvel loves it. Loves yep, all the Marvel absolutely. stuff. So maybe I could, maybe I could. Like I'm thinking. Obviously, there's like, like there's some obvious stuff there. Like maybe, like an Iron Man mask. Like that's maybe that's a bit done. Um, Captain America shield. That's probably a bit done. Uh, maybe something like left field. Like I'll get him like a. I don't know. It might be. It might be in bad taste. Who knows? But I'll get him like a Black Panther outfit. Or something. Ooh, that be nice. I mean, yeah, I don't know if in this day and age he's allowed to wear that, but um, that yeah, that he's... is cool. He likes. He's a, he's a big vil- this one's the the one that's into the villains. The the younger bloke. He's into oh. loves his villains. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog obsessed at the moment. So I just there we go. A little that little uh, Sonic oh, the Hedgehog Lego figure, mate. That's were they fans? Were they fans of the movie? Were you a fan of the movie? Did you see the movie? I saw the movie. <laughs> Did I see the movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen the movie a couple of times with him. And uh, yeah, he's a massive fan of that movie. Thinks it's hilarious. Jim Carrey did a pretty good job of Dr. Robotnik, I think. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, a, that's the perfect Jim Carrey villain, though. Like, he's out there enough and it's the over-the-top uh, gest- gestures, all that sort of stuff. It was, it was great. He's a good yeah. cartoon villain, Jim Carrey. That's it. And I feel, yeah, like I've, because there's like a little bit of an age gap between me and my wife, Lou, like we've just started going back and uh, like when the cinemas reopened, they were showing all the old Batmans, like the Burton Shoemaker ones, like the cinema near our yep. house. They're, and, uh, they're not the old Batmans, by the way. The old no, Batmans I know. Are they are, well, I mean, that's <laughs> classic. Sorry, sorry, Dad. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, back in my day. So. This is, yeah, this is where we're going to clash, like, the differences between... Actually, there's only seven years between no, I, you and I and me and my wife. I remember like, those. They, they, for me, they're the old Batmans as well. Because I remember when they came around and then Saturday afternoon, occasionally, there'd be the Batman series on TV and that'd be my old man to be going. See, that was... That's what it was. was. I, I the Powell. episode. Yeah, the episode where he had... Um, he was for some reason he was climbing into a helicopter out of the ocean. Can't remember why he was in the ocean, but a, like a great white shark is coming out and trying to grab onto his leg, and he goes to his belt and had a spray can of shark repellent. <laughs> Just, I feel like, like that's like happened to have it. Oh, I feel like that was every like like 60s, 70s, 80s show was like. All right, we're at a bit of a crossroads here. We've written the characters into uh, a problem, and it's like, mm. but like, what, how do we get out of it? And it's like, let's just cheat it. Like, yeah. you, you know, who's going to say like Bruce Wayne's rich? You know, he's he could have he could have some shark repellent. That's definitely a thing that exists. I, 
I love to think too, there was a guy in the props department gloating like nothing else. Like, yeah, you said I was an idiot for making shark repellent as a, as a prop. Look at it now. <laughs> I Save told you I'd get it in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I told you I'd get it in. Come on, guys. But um, yeah, so like we, we've been watching, like going back and watching the Burton ones. And uh, oh, yeah. before, before uh, the screening of the 1989 one, um, they showed a trailer for Batman Forever, which was a bit you know, out like logic, uh, not logic, like timeline wise. It's like, mm -hmm. that's interesting, but, and uh, just Jim Carrey in, in the, Rid uh, as the Riddler, like is just oh, mental. Yes. Like, I feel like that was something that, like that movie was pretty panned, like pretty hated, but yeah. that was just still such a good performance. Like that was just creepy and, and yeah, like pretty spot on, I thought. Well, there was a period where those movies are nowhere near as good as the Nolan ones, in my no. opinion, anyway. No. But um, they, like at the time, way bigger names, like massive names. You'd think like now, like now, like you know the the the, the guys that were in that Batman films probably are they're you know Hollywood A listers now. But the guys mm. like when you had Arnold Schwarzenegger. You had uh, Jim Carrey, you had Jack Nicholson, all like all A-listers going into doing the series. Yeah. Like, that's that was, it. That was incredible. Well, you've got, I think the thing that always like stood out for me is that a lot of the billing, those guys were listed before the person playing Batman. Yeah. Well, the Does Batman's, that make sense? Because Clooney played Batman, but Clooney to that point, I don't know, had he done many movies? He was still like Not a sure. ER doctor, wasn't he? I think so. Like, I, I think it was probably during that main transition, like maybe not long, not long before Ocean's Eleven, like really smashed him in there, like solidified him in there. So I'm disappointed because I thought the breakout star from ER would have been Noah Wiley. Um, Look, he's a he's a big boy. He's a big, uh, he's a, like he's a he's a lanky guy, but he's a he's yeah. a big guy. I always liked Anthony Edwards. Um, <laughs> just he's another good one from uh, yeah, Revenge of the Clooney Nerds. Was, Clooney was the one that got it in the end. I mean, it makes it makes perfect sense. Is ER still going? Is that is that still? I don't think so. I think that's ER's done. But it's um, done. I just I'd love to have seen Anthony Edwards as Batman. That geez, that's. I, I like to think, you know, because you hear about, like, you, for me, with the, the theory of parallel universes, every time there's a decision. Absolutely. Branch, mate. I like yep. to think that there is a universe where they did go with Ian Edwards. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With him as, as, the, as the Cape as, Crusader. As the Cape Crusader. That'd be awesome. Who was it that played um, Robin in those? Chris O'Donnell. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, that's right. Yeah, that's a that's Party a nineties that's a 90s, 2000s name that you. Yeah. Actually, I feel like he's in. He's possibly in like a TV show. I think I saw him in something the other day. But really, nothing. Nothing. Oh, is it? Oh, actually, I think he's um, NCIS, like Hawaii or something. Oh, like it's like him and gig. someone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just in Hawaii all the time, just loving life, getting lovely paychecks. Sounds delightful. Yeah. That is a good gig. That was like the people that used to complain about like when they had to go and do Lost and they're like, yeah, we had to, <laughs> we had to go out there for three months and, uh, you know, and like, yeah, there's probably some gruelling early morning get-ups and some gruelling times, but, you know, Saturday, Sunday, you're probably, you're in Hawaii. Like, just go and 
had yeah. a good time. Like how, how sad could it be? Good time. Absolutely. Did you ever see the, because uh, I think Burton was already teed up to do Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that right? Yeah, Burton, Burton was teed up to do Batman Forever and it already sort of started putting stuff together. Um, and there's like concept art of, like concept photos of uh, one of the Waynes brothers as Robin. Like literally really? in the costume, like full on, like Tim Burton had already agreed. Like, that would have you know, cool. Keaton's coming back. Wayans, like one of the Wayans brothers playing Robin. Um, and he was a good Batman too, Keaton. Keaton's, yeah, Keaton's the, like apart from Bale, I think Keaton's the, Keaton's the man. Um, did Keaton do, I don't remember, I haven't seen them recently. Did Keaton do the crazy voice like Bale did? Because Bale's voice, when I first saw him as Batman, I was like, that's a bit over the top, the silly guy. I like, I think, look, I think if I hadn't, if I hadn't seen the Bale once, I would probably think Keaton's voice was a bit over the top. But because I've got got Bale in the back of my head, I go like, oh, he's a bit toned down. Like he's not as crazy as Bale. But whereas Bale's Mm. was, Bale's was almost like, bipolar not bipolar schizophrenic like it was a completely different mm. like you put the mask on and it's just like rawr, like this full-on roar as opposed to like i'm trying to intimidate you which is kind of how i felt keaton was i loved those um which one was it? which of the bale ones was it it was at dark knight rises where um it's here and he's going up against bane who also um over the top great voice over the the bat so good Love just this that. back and forth of like probably just uh um what's the word i'm looking for like an adr technician who's just fucking hating life having to <laughs> redub it well, later being like rah, rah, rah. at least with at least with bane you couldn't see the mouth so he could have he could have done everything that's true that's it it's like all the the deadpool stuff it's like 100 percent like half the you know all that stuff's just been put in after like with ryan yeah. reynolds just literally waxing lyrical like just with some dumb shit because you can't see the face anyway but yeah that, that's good acting but yeah that's the that's the parallel universe that we could have that's the parallel universe we could have lived in was the marlon wayne's one god that would have been good i would love be interesting be crazy how's uh how is uh how's the pandemic uh quarantine life treating andrew barnett um good well yeah not great i'm trying to be positive because it's like i don't know it's just been a a shitty year for everyone yeah um as far as things go like uh, we're we're doing all right we uh what we have when when we first got locked down we were basically sent home from work so i was working um from home you know trying to stay productive um, yeah doing a bunch of stuff for fox from home but um that's so that sort of kept us busy for a lot of that with the kids mm. they were homeschooling so it was a it was a good time i uh am not a teacher um i no yeah, yeah. how was, was that uh interesting you know catching up on your australian prime ministers and all that sort of, you know, stuff that 10-year-olds learn about? Yeah, it was, um, it was, it was interesting. The school did pretty well. Like, their day was pretty well structured, but, I mean, mm. they just, like, it's just, you know, 
if uh, I found three questions deep, like I was like I'm getting caught out by these kids regularly. Yeah. I didn't realize how dumb I was. And I think they're starting to realise it too at that age now where they're like, Oh, dad's 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 an idiot. Dude, yeah, I I kinda had that uh I kinda had that complex a while ago when it's like as you're growing up you're like mum, dad, they're the they're the go to, they're the be all, like advice, anything you go to them. Um, and then, you know, recently my mum gave me some advice and I was just like, what? Like, yeah. that's, that's insane advice. And then I was like, oh, I was taking that advice my whole life. Like, what am I? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to shatter the glass. Their, like anyone, they're just doing their best. You just hope that the kids don't realise. But, um, yeah. but yeah, like I, it's my, yeah, my kids are getting to that age now where they're starting to... You know, I, it's, I'm seeing that window close from where dad's cool to, all right, dad, whatever. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's coming up way too fast. Way does, too dad fast. Get, uh, does dad get cool points for being on the telly, though? Uh, yeah, a bit, I think. Like, I don't know. They, it, it seems to be a bit of a novelty to them. Like, it's, it's the novelty of actually seeing me on the TV is worn off. They don't. Yeah. Like, it used to be on at home. On a, like yeah, on a Sunday night after doing Matty Johns, and they'd be there, and they would have watched, they would have watched or whatever. Now I get home, and they're all sitting watching Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, was that where you were, Dad? Like we didn't even yeah. know. We thought you went to the shops. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's a bit um, bit nonplussed. But they, you know, there's a, I think a couple of the kids at their school have seen the stuff and joined the dots, and so they think that's kind of cool. But yeah, it's. It's, it's probably probably a bit like once they get a little bit older like once it's a like 13 you know 13 14 15 that sort of age when you know if they're if they're big into the footy as well like that kind of mm. age i think it'll be really like you know you know fingers crossed that the world is still yeah. the world and you're still working there but you, like you've got to remember though like for for in their world like kids kids it's so much just in the immediate now so yeah in their world like you know, TikTok they might and... look at. Well, no, nah, they're on that <laughs> shit. But uh, they're um, like for them, like they they might see you know me on TV for you know five minutes in the week, but that's mm. five minutes out of a whole week. The rest of the time, I'm the guy you know telling them to get ready, hurry up, stop mucking around, like yeah. all the other stuff. So you know that's it's I don't know that's they probably see that as a weird thing. The, the, yeah. It'll probably, it'll probably be more, like you said, the friends and stuff. Like, so mm. it's like, oh, you know, I saw your dad on the show. It's like, uh, um, I think Bert Kreischer was saying, like, his daughters couldn't give a shit who he is, but all the people at his daughter's school were like, oh, my God, like, your dad's the machine. Like, have you, oh, that's so cool and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas hopefully you can, hopefully you can get some of that love too from, well, not love. Yeah. I um I was in I remember I was picking the kids up this last year I was picking the kids up from school and one of the kids so you know in you know one of the probably about year three kids comes up to me and goes I saw you I watch you on the telly and I just looked at the kid and I'm like oh I don't need to know that like no nah. I don't need to think there's a bloody eight year old out there thinking listening to what I'm saying because you can't <laughs> it's hard it's hard to write imagining that you know oh god. Now parents are going to have that's, to explain what I just said to their kids. 
Absolutely. Um, it's, it's literally, it's, it's the equivalent of when you do like a gig and then it's like, oh, by the way, someone brought their kid and you're like, oh, great. So now I've oh, got to, I've got to alter what I was going to do. And mm. like, you don't have to like, you know, you probably should, but like at least tone it down a little bit if there was something well, hectic. But the, the thing with that is like, it, you know, and I've had plenty of crowds where it's like, and then the parents like, no, 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 it's cool. It's, it's all right with me. Say whatever. They're, they're fine. I've, you know, we got that. And it's fine that they're raising their kid that way. If that's how you want to raise your kid and you want to expose them to all these great ideas and, and crazy comedy stuff, that's all fine. The problem they don't think about is they're cool with it, but the people sitting around who see a kid yeah. in the audience, the other audience members, it's in their mind. So you, you're sort of making, it, it puts a tension in the room that you've got to deal with at some point. Absolutely. Because otherwise, if you don't, if you don't change, if you don't moderate for, for the fact that there is a child there, um, whether or not the parent cares, the so a lot of the other audience, you know, whether they're conscious of it or not, do care or do moderate themselves. So yeah, like I do, I had um one of the first gigs back uh, was uh, like a, a double header up in Newcastle, and mm. the first night, literally like halfway through my set, there was like a cry of like a baby, oh, and I was just like is there a baby? Like, is there a baby here? And then this lady was like, sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, first chance to get out after the quarantine, first chance to get out after the pandemic. I just wanted to come. And I was like, that's cool. But like, was there no, like, was there no one that could look after him or her? Like, what's the, like, what, where do we get to, like, how have we gotten to this point where there's literally a phone, there's literally a, like a um, bassinet thing. Like, was it like a little cradley? And she's literally sitting there laughing, like rocking this kid. And you're like, if you have to sit there and rock this kid, like that's a fundamental problem to me. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? That's, that's uh, I don't know. That's not what I would have done, but far out. If that helps us stay sane, who cares? Like, Oh, absolutely. I and that's a bit, like, she, she snuck out. She snuck out like halfway through the headliner, like, cause the baby was like sort of getting a bit antsy. And it's like, that's cool. She's not got... A, not a fan of the headliner's material, eh? Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> Sarah Gall. Sarah Gall. Do you know Sarah? I don't know no, Sarah. She's, no, she's real good. She's real good. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> just the idea of like, I'm totally for like, oh man, well, I, I get that. You ask. you ask a six month old, she's not great. Evidently. I mean, she doesn't even understand. Like, I don't even get her references. That's what the six not, month not old is. the key demographics of <laughs> six month olds. At all, how many um, how many how many shows are you doing these days for for Fox? Uh, so at the moment at Fox, we're basically um, we're doing a bit of work for the AFL channel. We pre uh, pre the start of the season, we we taped a bunch of interviews with some AFL players. Yeah, um, because the idea was we were supposed to be doing a, a an AFL version of our show as well. Right, um, right, and uh, which sort of COVID killed. And then our, so yeah, our regular winter shows on hold, um, basically. The big, is that the, the big bash? The, oh no, the big bash one's No, no, no the winter. It? Yeah, that's, it's in summer. So we do over winter now, from now on, we're basically in all sports. So we were supposed to do it like a, we do a version of, for the rugby league and mm. a version for the AFL channel. Um, and just, you know, lots of 
lots of league in the league, lots of AFL in the AFL, and then you know both of them have some some of the the broader sporting world. Um, yeah, yeah. Just I don't know about you. Like a lot of people think it's really tribal, but I don't know about you. But I find that people who like sports tend to like sports. So yep. I don't. Yeah. Like we, our thing is you shouldn't have to choose between AFL or league or whatever. So no, no, not get into all. whatever you're into. So um, but that's all on hold because of COVID for now. Uh, so we're back doing, uh, we're back on the Matty John show on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, do that. Um, we yeah, we've been just. Pre- making these little short little interview segments for the AFL channel Fox footy, uh, which I think, I don't know what we're going to do going forward because we're about to run out of pre-taped interviews. Uh, But yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sneak down. You have to, you have to, uh, you have to hop on a freight train and sneak into uh, Victoria and try and get some, uh, Oh no, they're all up in Queensland, aren't they? Yeah. The players are all in there. Well, they've been in WA, they've been in Queensland. So they're, I mean, the AFL, it's just a crazy season. It's good at the moment, though, the AFL, because the, like, they're literally, they've been playing, I think it was 33 games in 20 days. So it's just every wow. day there's so, that's good. Well, It's um, kind of like the A-League as well. The A-League kind of had, I think it was 39 in, mm. oh, it was all 33 and 39 or something like that. And it's like a Monday night and you're like, oh, there's some A-League on. That's cool. That's, all right. That's great. Cool. Isn't it? Like, and that's the thing, if for the people, especially for people in um, Melbourne, lockdown, not mm. able to get out, at least, you know, if there's footy on every night, there's, you know, there's some something feeling that they, yeah. that they can fully properly love and relate to. But, yeah. Uh, some feeling of normality. Cause I don't know if you're locked down 23 hours a day, I suppose you're, um, your Netflix, you're going to see if you can finish it. Um, finish. Yeah. God. Yeah. Can you, is that a thing? Can so, you, do you just get yeah. to the end? And it's just that same logo again. Congratulations. Like, oh. You've, you've finished Netflix. Six is on to, on to Stan. Like he's yeah, move over exactly. uh, straight away. Yeah. So they're getting live sports. So we're doing stuff for them. And then we do our um, podcast, uh, the professor and Barney podcast, which goes up on uh, Thursday. Uh, we generally record that on uh, Wednesday and that goes mm. up first thing Thursday morning, the audio version, but the vodka, like the video version goes up on KO sports. On yeah. I noticed Wednesday that. That's pretty Wednesday cool. Night. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's, it's been good. We started doing that for them during when we were all at home. So doing a lot of this zoom, uh, zoom chats, zoom chats and uh, yeah, just trying to work out um, a way to stay productive. So that's, yeah, we're keeping busy. Um, and, and it looks like the at this stage, the plans for the cricket show to be back over summer. Um, but obviously, what the season looks like is still up yeah, in the air for everybody. That's it. So, but um, yeah, hearing you know, positive things at the moment. So whether, or not they, uh, whether or not they go into like, a, uh, like an NBA style bubble and everyone's. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how they're going to manage it, but they've they've got a million plans going on, and uh, hopefully, because India are coming out um, for the test series, and that's all oh, right. to go ahead. So that'll um, that'll be a great year. There's oh. nothing better than test cricket, the, India, or you know anyone, India just or that, England, or just that whole just the vibe over uh, mm. over that sort of Christmas to or Boxing Day onwards. Just that vibe. It's yeah. like. Where are we at? Like, what day in the test are we? When's the next one? You know, oh, how many? How many more we got? Like that sort of. It's just a. I don't know. It's it's just perfect summer. Like that's that's all we exactly. need. Exactly. So I, I'm glad that's all still going ahead because it just 
I don't know if it'd feel like summer without all that. I love it. Yeah, and I even like because the the what's the name's gone, isn't it? The um, the the old intro, like because it's on, it's not on the same channel anymore. Is it on channel? Is it on channel no, seven on cha- now? It's on channel seven and Fox Cricket. Watch it at Fox Cricket or on KO Sports. That's, that's what I'd suggest, Mitch. That's they pay my bills. <laughs> he is always on. He can't help. That's himself. it, mate. Always promote. Got to yeah, get, got to get the uh, get the brand out there. Absolutely. Do you ever do you ever contemplate just can you like bring up like the the theme song with the people at Fox Sports? Like, can we talk them into it? Like, can we get it going? Do you think? <laughs> or do you think yeah. they want to distance themselves from it? Uh, no, they've got it. The the I don't think the theme and the theming's too far at Fox Cricket from that traditional sort of a feel. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially early on, all the old, like it was all, um, you know, that great sweeping music and yeah, you know, yeah. really builds you to the thing. It's not, it's not the exact same uh, Wide World of Sports one, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, you don't feel like you're watching a completely different show. Yeah, um, right. Well, I mean, I guess that's going to be familiar enough for the next gen. Like, if if anything happens in twenty years' time whatever the music is mm. now, like that's going to be their wide world of sports. So yeah, I guess exactly. we can't, we can't deprive them if that's. See, well, yeah, you got the Fox cricket and then I, to be honest, I don't know off the top of my head what sevens sort of open the music's like, but I mean, they, they, I saw a bit of their coverage. It was, it was good. So good stuff. I mean, yeah. Can't say, can't say too good. much. Can't say too much. Okay. It's, uh, nah, it's very well, good. I, I watched it. And I thought it was fine. Yeah, I didn't. See, I, 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 to be honest, I didn't see a lot of the Channel Seven coverage, just because. I mean, I well, you're probably working. You're the, probably working a fair bit. Yeah. So working a fair bit. So most of what I saw was in our office. Your feed, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How does um? What was I? Gonna, uh, how did the? Because obviously, I know you through stand up. Like we've known each other for yep. quite a while. And I've always known you as Barno. Where? Yeah. What did you? That's a, what, how did how did purely, the Barney? How did the Barney? Was that just someone said like, "Hey, Barney," and it just kind of stuck? Or that's outside of stand up. That is what everyone's called me pretty much my whole life. Like mm. Barney was always the you know playing sport or whatever. That was the the nickname Barney. Really. And then um, I forget who it was that started calling me Barno. Probably Maddie B. Um, yeah, it could have been Maddie or yeah, it was probably around around that early yeah when I first yeah. met him. There was a few few Barnos, yeah, Barno. and it's just yeah that was just sort of what different people in stand up called me. But um yeah, Barney was always you know growing up and that sort of stuff. So. So did it come down? Did you did you get to pick that? Like, did they say what do you want to, like, what do you want your name to be, or is it because they would always just call you Barney randomly? Or uh, no, it was it was a bit of both. Like they that's they you know they they did say to me what do you want to be called on the air, and <laughs> for me it was just easy easier than you know um, easier than have like for whatever people are comfortable calling you with calling yeah. you is. Have it. And it's a it's a pretty easy to remember sort of nickname or whatever. It's true. So. It's very true. I always get uh, it's funny just because the Barno like the Barno Barney, you know, uh, 
fight is always in my head. Um, if that <laughs> if that makes sense, to the point I'll where answer, like, sorry, I'll answer mate, to go. either, Mitch. I'll answer to either. So you will. Don't, okay, don't That's, stress it too much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I like to know what my dad likes to be called. Uh, that's just <laughs> what I want to know. But even like, because I get obviously like another a little bit of backstory, like you emceed our wedding. Um, yes. So still. Good wedding, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. We can talk, we'll talk about that later. There's lots to digest mm. uh, as, I mean, no pun intended, lots to digest, good oh, stuff good to digest. Tease. Good tease. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I still get people, I still get people these days that are like, that are big footy fans, like even lose friends, my friends that are like, I can't believe Barney emceed your wedding. Like Barney <laughs> from the Matty John show. And I'm like, one, it's Barno. Like I'm getting like real, I'm like, it's mm. Barno. Like, but uh, like they love it. And I knew him, I knew him long before he was from the Matty John show or from anywhere like that. So. I know. I feel, I feel so like, even just today I was putting up a, a socials post just saying that I was recording with you tonight and like where like I've known you for so long like uh, we go way back and I just felt so like I'm my automatic brain was to be like from the Maddie John show but then I was like <laughs> no it's from it's from friendship like that's where it's <laughs> that's why you know like it's yeah it's so I don't it's a weird uh a weird thing to try and uh because you want people to obviously listen to the episode and you want people to be like, oh, that's, that's Barney from the Matty John show. But then also, I don't want it to be like, I'm, I'm selling out, making sure everyone knows. <laughs> that Mate, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care either way. I, it's still funny. Like at gigs, you know, every now and then people go, do you want to be, how do you want to be brought up? Which is, you know, always nice. And, you know, as MC, you always sort of say, is there anything you want to mention? I yeah. really don't ever... I never say, you know, yeah, can you mention this? Can you mention that? Because yeah. one, I don't think audiences care as much as we think they do. No. And no. the amount of times people go, yeah, you've seen this guy from the telly on the Matty John show and you walk out and it's just blank. Like, people don't know. Heck. No. It's like there's at any given point, like you can be on the biggest, especially now you'd be on a massive TV show that most of the population have no clue who you are. Or no. no idea. Unless it was... So, this is Barney from Love Island, or this is Barney from uh, but even you know, then, Bachelor in you, Paradise. But I, would I you personally, recognize a Bachelor in Paradise person? I wouldn't. Nah, nah, you know nah, I mean? no clue, no clue. You sort of, it's there's so much stuff on nowadays. It's not like I don't know when we, when um when we were younger, like you know when you're kids and that there there really was a lot of shared cultural mm. touchstones. Like you get, you know a certain number of movies came out any given year, a certain yep. number of TV shows were on, you, you know, every, a good chunk of the population watched home and away or watched neighbors. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and even if you went to school and you, you know, say you weren't allowed to watch home and away because your dad thought it was garbage. Um, you know, just hypothetically, um, you <laughs> learn enough, <laughs> you learn enough from the conversation that went on at school about, yeah. so you got the cultural references. Whereas now, I don't know that that's going to necessarily be the same going forward because it's just so, so much more. Um, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Like you, after, after a couple of, after a couple of days at school of hearing, you know, people talking about 
you know, flathead fisher and all this sort of stuff on Home and Away, you'd start to put it all together and be like, oh, Alf, mm. the flaming mongrel, flathead fisher, go down the yeah. bait shop or down the, whatever it's called, the, um, the diner. But uh, yeah. no, these days, like, like Lou and her sisters, like sort of talk about like, I think like Riverdale or whatever it's called, the show, like Riverdale. Oh yeah. They like yep. kind of like, like based on the Archie comics, I think it is. But yeah, I very sort of, loosely. Very, very loosely. strangely. But I hear them talk about that and it's like, again, after a while, I can sort of string some stuff together because I'm hearing them talk about it. But when they talk about it, it's like, it's Archie and Jughead and Jughead Jones and this and that. And I'm like, I've got no fucking clue what yeah. you guys are doing. That's double Dutch to me. And to be honest, like I, I the, one of the guys I work with is um, probably late 20s and he was mm. into Riverdale and he had no idea that it was based on Archie comics or even <laughs> what Archie comics were like. Right. Just, this is so, no yeah. And cultural... so, I mean, yeah. The, the amount of common ground things like you get the occasional thing. Like I think um, Tiger King or something like that, where mm. it gets, gets the amount of eyes on it that a lot of people talk about it. Like, I don't know if yeah, you yeah. watch the whole thing or not. Um, yeah. I've watched yeah, yeah. About an episode and a half. And, yeah right. But it was one of those ones where you just go, okay, what are they talking about? And you check it out just because yeah, it's yeah. around. But there's, I, I just don't see that being as common. Going What's it? I mean, you're so much out there. Absolutely, like you're an uh, like you're, you're an episode and a half in, and you, you probably can still make the, you know, Carol did it, Joe Exotic, this, yeah. that, like all these fucking references that you can probably still make. Uh, whereas you know, it would definitely be. I think like, yeah, I guess there's just so much, even like you're going back to like the home and away V neighbors sort of thing is like, even now there's just, even Australian stuff, there's just so many things coming out. So many like different shows that it's like, there's just so many to actually pick from as opposed to like back in the day you were, it's like you were saying with AFL, AFL NRL, you were neighbors or you were home and away. Like that was, Mm. you, you didn't really, not many people did both. I don't think. Yeah, then now you've got access to, the, and and the thing is, is like you know you don't have to, you can sort of watch whatever you want whenever you want, so you don't have to sacrifice one for the other if they're up against each other. You just okay, I'll, I'll watch that later. That's it. That's it. It's a good life. So, it's a good life. Um, how do you find? How do you find writing stand up as opposed to? like writing for the show, like, like for the shows that you do. Cause obviously like a lot of the stuff that you do for the NRL, like there is, you know, there could be of course broad references, but mm. most of it's pretty niche sort of content. I would think. Do you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. You sort of, I mean, it's one of the things is you want to be like what we try to do with, with our shows, like whether it be cricket or rugby league or even the AFL content is you want to, you want to be detailed enough with, you know, with jokes that you sort of want to have layers of jokes in terms of, you want to have some jokes that are there for the people that are really into the sport, like know yep. their sport into yep. and out. but you don't want it to be all that. You want it to be accessible enough that someone coming in can get, why the reference is funny or yeah, to yeah. give enough information so that you don't have to, um, you don't have to, you know, 
know everything about uh, you know a player or a sport. That's or it, and feel and feel excluded, feel excluded yeah, at exactly. the same time. Exactly. Like I don't get this. Why? Why would I watch it? Yeah, exactly. So you want to, you want to, and you just want you like, and that's same with stand up. You want your comedy to be accessible to the audience to a point where. Like the way I see it is if, if I'm trying to get information across to, to get you to laugh, then I need to meet you halfway in a lot of, in, in some senses. Like I need to be yeah. aware, okay, if this is a really drunk crowd and they're rowdy, that being more verbose and be like, you change the way you approach Absolutely. Yeah. the delivery based on, okay, they're not, these people are too antsy to, to be able to sit through a you know a long rambling story or a yep. or something yep. that re- that's gonna take several levels of callback that you might mm-hmm. do in like a in a solo show where you've got a more an attentive style. audience yeah yeah and then then they're they're there for they're, that's what they're brought in for so and you like I'll even sometimes you know throughout the night like say you know you're doing the comedy store you're doing a, like a late show or whatever and by by the end of the how I start might be very different to how I end because absolutely. By the, I know by the end of it, the attention spans getting less, they're a lot drunker or, you know, they're, you know, they're more thinking, okay, I'll sit through this. Do I have to go to the bathroom? Like there's many more distractions going on. So you've got to sort of change the way you do things. So, I mean, writing for the way the, the, the big difference between the writing for stand up and the writing for the shows is, I, I, and this is something that, um, the professor who's you know done TV for a long time mm. as a producer and a presenter um, yeah. keeps it's a visual medium so you've got a so yeah you tend not to not to to show the, try and show the punchline mm. um, rather than just say the punchline if you yep. can or yep. you know deliver it in a way that you you've got a you've got a different set of tools to to get your Absolutely. information across and work out what the best way to deliver that is. Sometimes it's better to, still better to say the punchline, but have most of the information delivered visually. And other yeah. times it's better to say the setup and deliver the punchline visually. So you, you know, you sort of just got to, you just different way of thinking about it. Whereas stand up, it's sort of, it's, I mean, there's a million different ways to do stand up, but the way I've generally done it, it's much more, me talking through a situation mm. and talking uh, it's much more verbal yeah, yeah yeah i guess that's the um like you you mentioned that's like that's what the professor or that's that's what james sort of suggests um mm. you could kind of see that uh like that fully in practice like with the not the nrl news like you've literally got those you know the the um photoshopped graphics or the edited graphics or whatever that really combine with a you know, you're telling a story and it's, there's a punch coming, but you know, the visual is also setting it up at the same time. Well, it also buys you a lot. Uh, like it, it's the other, the, the efficiency of like, you know, you're talking stand up is you, you want efficiency of language. You want to give people exactly the right amount of information so that they get the punchline. Yeah. Um, so you give them too much and it, the timing's not right. And it's just, it feels a bit meandering you give them not enough and they don't get the, the joke. And so yeah, working yeah. out where that line is, whereas with um, the TV stuff is sometimes, you know, 
if you just show, rather than trying to tell, oh, this happened at this game, yada, yada, just go, oh, did you see this? Boom, vision's up. You can talk over it or, yep. if yep. you know, if it's, if it's vision with audio, you just let it roll out. Mm. Then you come back. Then you can do your punchline or you can set up. I don't know if you saw this and you sell it one way and you put your misdirect and then you've, you've got your doctored vision or whatever you've got there. I mean, yeah, it's even changed yeah. this year a lot in that, um, I mean, usually like in previous years when we were doing stuff, not the NRL news, it's um, it's always been with a live audience. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is a different style. So you can, so you edit for laughter, you, yeah. um, the way you deliver. So we do short pieces, do a joke, come back to us, laughter. There'd be laughter mm-hmm. or there'd be energy in the room and then you'd move on to the next thing. Whereas at the moment, we're literally um, got the the three blokes on the couch and whoever the guest is for the week. Yeah, yeah. They're they're essentially our your reaction to to get their that reaction and get that energy out. Yeah. Of. So you've got to like with our we we tended to do longer tape pieces rather than joke come back joke come back joke come back. Let's lay it all out in a nice long tape piece and pace it up so that there's not the pressure of joke pause for laughter yeah whereas if you're editing for a large audience like you know that's going to be there you you leave the breathing space for where the laugh is so before you go on that's it so and even like yeah sorry mate what were you saying no so yeah like i like i say like it's it's been this year's been very different to and working out how we work has been very different Mm. to previous years but i mean it's part of the fun of it it's like a puzzle that's never quite finished that's it. I mean, there's there's been a lot of, obviously a lot of negatives that have that's come out of this year and COVID and all that sort of stuff. But I guess there's a there's a little positive or a silver lining there is that you're flexing a new muscle. Like you guys are working mm. a new uh, a new thing that possibly you wouldn't have done before or wouldn't have had to have done before. So now you get to flex yeah. that muscle and see if you can do it. And even down to like for me, like like I've you know just. Because there's there's just less resources yeah. for us to do what we're doing. Where previously, you know, you, we could go. This is this is what we're looking at. Say, you know, a different player's career. Can you we get a production assistant or a, a junior producer to go through and they go through all the archives and bring us a compiled list of all the stuff that might be interesting. Right. Now there's no one there to like. We don't have that necessarily on hand. So. Ah. It's been it's been good in terms of being because it's been a like in some ways it's a pain in the ass, but to doing the grunt work yourself is you know getting familiar with all the systems. Like I've yeah been I'm a terrible editor, but I'm getting better and I'm learning to cut and so just becoming more self sufficient, I suppose, is part of the I mean part of the silver lining. You got to try and get something out of every situation you find yourself in, and this is the thing: is I feel like we're me in particular i've skilled up yeah. a fair bit i've learned a lot this year that's you know, it we're not the sense. uh 2020 has uh stopped you from being the ellen of uh fox sports just throwing <laughs> oh no throwing i'm still jobs i'm at... still abusing people oh absolutely and, uh, yeah people aren't able to look me in the eye i yeah. just have to do my own work you know none of that no no that's good that's good mate i'm, I'm proud i'm proud yeah. but um yeah i guess the uh even like when I sort of did a bit of like crowd warm up stuff there, like when it was not the NRL news, like you re- it's very similar to 
stand up in the performance sense of like that pause, that letting the yeah. laughter die down, the pause. I'm going to, you know, you deliver half a line and then you pause on it and let them sort of catch up with you and then you smash it out and really hit them with it. Um, so not having that live audience, I guess, I mean, it's just the same as doing Zoom shows, I guess, for stand-up is that you are just like, like you, lucky you've got the guys on the couch, but most of the time you guys are just throwing stuff into the void of just yeah. hoping, hoping something hoping works. it's been received all right. That's it. Yeah, it's kind of... And that's, that's the beauty though of stand-up is when you can do it live and you can do it in front of a live audience. It's just, it's the most magic thing because it's, it, you're getting a, like the feedback of energy off the crowd. Yeah. And you, it's all very instantaneous and, you know, it's, it's part of the, the fun of doing it. It's a so bit of I'm sweet. actually doing, I think, my second gig since lockdown um, tomorrow oh. night, which is... Where, where, are you, uh, where are you heading? Mm, good, good question. I should have had that on hand since I... No, that's all good. Here. I've done that. I've put, you, it's in I put you on Darlinghurst. No, you didn't. I put myself on the spot. <laughs> uh, where is it? It's at the... The running joke? Is it Muggleton's new thing? No, it's uh, Tom Orr's. Oh, it's all, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Material night. Yeah. Uh, Magician's Cabaret. So it's a new material night. So, so that's, I, uh, you're going to try some magic then or, or cabaret yeah. or? Yeah. Uh, well, Absolutely. magic cabaret, mate. That's what Absolutely. I'm doing. Um, just crack, a, out the, magic song. Um, crack out the, crack out the, was it Lady Gaga that you did on the show, wasn't it? <laughs> crack that out. Uh, mm, yeah. I, I probably it. just, probably, probably, uh, won't wear the same outfit. That was uh, was that problematic? Did it uh, nah. did it get hate or not? No, nah. no, that nah. was uh, people t- tended to to love that. I was a, a very ugly Lady Gaga. And, well, that's uh, it. I mean, you're not you're not. Uh, I mean, you're dressing up as a very specific movie character. I don't think there's any sort of hatred in that, obviously. But yeah, uh, and it was a homage yeah. to an actual performance that happened. Was what exactly, we were. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, doing so. So, you know, have you got much COVID? Uh, have you got much COVID material or much new material, or are you just gonna, you know, dust I, the dust the boots off kind of thing? I have what's known as new premises. Uh, not sure Delicious. how many punchlines I've got yet, <laughs> but that's that's part of the fun of getting back out there. It's uh, it's interesting because it, like I did, I did a gig. Just like, um, I don't even remember where it was. It was, uh, uh, just went and just jumped up and did a spot at a, at mm. a room and open mic, uh, a few weeks ago. And it was, it was bizarre in terms mm. of how it felt like it was all familiar, but it felt like, you know, when you haven't exercised in a while that absolutely to find the rhythm of running and stuff. So yeah, it could be, it could be an interesting night tomorrow night. I'll, I'll see how it goes. I kind of found, uh, I kind of found like the first gig back I did uh, felt like the first day back at school after being on Christmas holidays. Does that make sense? Like, in the sense of like, you've like, I've still been talking to people. I've still seen some of these people outside of this world, but now we're all back in the same place, the place we know, the place we go to. Um, And everything was just kind of weird. Like, it was like, I hadn't seen some people for a while and I was like, Hey, like, cool. Like, how are you? So, like, how was your time off? Like, what have you been? 
up to kind of thing. You got new hobbies, like what's happening? But it was uh, it was strange. The that first night was was a weird one. It was like it was good to just you know dust it off and get back up. But that first night yeah. was very strange. I'm glad to be getting back up because I just I haven't tried tried to push myself back into it too much because I'm I'm very conscious of the fact that I've got to make sure I can turn up to work. Absolutely. Uh, which yeah. is paying the bills at the moment. So I don't want to have to, you know what I mean, be at the wrong pub and have to quarantine for 14 days or something. So yeah. no, I'm being fairly judicious about how I'm getting about it. But yeah. there is still that, you know, when you're, you're flicking through your Instagram feed or whatever and you're seeing people who are out and you're just like, oh, with that itchy wish, feet and that, yeah. that feeling of like, damn, they're all getting better and I'm still, you know, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I'm not getting up, I'm not, it's not that I'm not getting better. It's that I'm getting worse. Mm. Like I'm forgetting yeah. how to do it. I had a terrible, I had a dream last night. Uh, this crazy, crazy anxiety dream that I, um, I was going to this gig to do this open mic spot and I turned up and it was my solo show. Oh God. No. For me. And, um, and I couldn't remember any of my material and all my set lists, the, like the, all my set lists were at home and I couldn't remember any what went in this show. And it was this one particular show that I've done that I did a while ago. Oh. And it was that way. And so and then I went, I went out and my parents were in the audience and they were fighting and then my dad walked out and it was this crazy stress cream. <laughs> There's a lot of layers. And I, as I'm on stage, like I grabbed the microphone and the cord fell out of it and it was just, and God. I woke up this morning and went, Jesus, that's just one open mic that I'm going to that's caused that so yeah and that's like there's a lot of there's a lot of layers there mate like it's mm. you know if the the microphone the the cords falling out so there's you know you've got some sort of performance issue problem you know your parents your parents are fighting it's like is there is there dramas at home that you're subconsciously putting into this dream like there's just so many but layers of it. I don't think all. there is. I think it was just that what's the worst <laughs> thing? My brain's just going, what's the worst thing that could happen? So just, it was, yeah, stressful. And uh, yeah, just me, that feeling of floundering and nothing coming on stage. Mm, it was horrendous. I, I had, uh, and this like, I mean, it's kind of inside baseball or whatever, but it's like I had a thing at a dream where I had set up the joke. Um, like literally set it up and then couldn't remember how to finish or how to bring it all back and just kind of was <laughs> like set up, set up, set up, set up. And then, well, that's like, and that's it kind of thing. And it's like, like the I think I was, was at like, that gig, Mitch. That was, that wasn't a dream. That was a real, that was my, that was my solo. That was my festival show. Uh, and oh, my man. parents were fighting, but um <laughs> Oh. Are you? Um, do you need to? Uh, do you need to head off soon? Are you? Are you no, busy? I'm busy good. boy? No. No, I uh, literally have been doing some research for uh, for a podcast with the podcast we're going to record tomorrow, and uh, I'll probably Delightful. just head to bed. Head to bed. So, That's it. Maybe have I'll, a cup I'll, of tea. Treat myself. Oh, that that, that, that put me in the mood. Living that dad life. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> so good. Pretty wild. You can take the take the roses and. Do an American Beauty for for the wife or whatever if you want to do that. But yeah, uh, no, I think she's fast asleep. I doubt that'd uh, go over particularly well. Just to, just to wake up to that music and you. No, that's a great visual. But um, 
I'll ask you a couple more things, but uh, going back to going back to stand up, and you've 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 shown me the roots of of Barney. Like you've told me that Barney is is who you are, is who you identify as. How does Barney oh, wow. make it seem like a uh, very yes? Uh, I didn't even yeah, I, I didn't even mean I, to. Uh, I identify as a Barney. Thank you. Mr. As a Barney, as a gigantic purple dinosaur or something i don't know mm. but um how does barney uh in terms of you know leaving high school working blah 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 how does how does barney's brain figure out that he wants to do stand-up that he wants to be a comedian like what is what starts that what triggers that i like i always loved stand-up like i was mm. a kid that you know whenever the comedy festival gala was on tv tape it and you know and i mean tape it with a vhs tape uh because yep. it was the 90s absolutely and, um and but it was just one of those things i always loved but never ever considered that i'd ever be able to do um and then i was down in melbourne one year for um during comedy festival and we were going um we were staying across the road from the exford hotel um mm. for people that know the the comedy festival they do the um the uh, like after party they call it or something yeah. they w did this year which is basically you know a, a show that comics will come down it's free show comics come down and do their five minutes plug their shows that sort of thing yeah and uh went a few times across the course of the week and realized that there were there were guys that were very funny but that they, they were doing the same material and it's the first time i really thought about um what the process and i'm like oh yeah of course they don't write new every night routine every time they perform like that that is ridiculous mm. and so i was like you know and i thought and just watching it watching the patterns i was like you know what i'd like to try it just once it would be terrifying but i want to try it just once so i um i made a bet uh with my cousin that i'd do it and um we set a date because i knew that that had forced me to do it Yep, I wouldn't yep. be able to kick it down uh, the line. So then I um I, I looked <laughs> around for open mics in Sydney and uh, ended up going to the mic in hand one night, watching it, really loving it, and then um, deciding, you know, and then sending an email to them, to Liam Nesbitt at the time, and um, saying, look, I don't know if you guys take newbies. He's like, yeah, we certainly do. And, uh, yeah, so I got it. My first set was the 19th of November. 2009 wow. uh, the mic in hand um jeremy keist was the mc keisty uh, how good keisty was the mc and um it was movember and i had a massive chopper mo and uh right. did he have one he would have had one going too surely no but he came oh. over and keisty keisty goes oh, afterwards he goes oh when they said oh, i think it's that bloke over there because he's going around finding out who all the acts are he goes, you, you look pretty intimidating. And I'm, I'm the least intimidating bloke in the world. <laughs> um, but I suppose from a distance, when you, if you just glance, looking like that. And then, um, yeah, and then that went well enough that I thought, well, maybe I could do, do it again. Yeah. And, um, and I just sort of got a bit addicted. And, and uh, yeah. Kept the moustache as like a, a lucky charm, sort of, if you <laughs> shave it, you're going to no. bomb. The mo was gone well before the next gig, and uh, yeah, this uh, nowadays I rock a beard mostly out of laziness rather yeah, than um, yeah anything else. So uh, yeah, did the first did the first set go good? Like, did the first gig go well, or was it you know just sort of middling? 
if I had that set now, I wouldn't think it went well, but for a first set and for my expectations mm-hmm. at the time, it went really well. I was yeah. there with a mate who um, is the most tactful bloke in the world. And he'd had another, he's a bit older than me. He had another mate who tried it about 10 years earlier and, and mm. worked out his material and done, and it just bombed because, and yeah. that happens. Like you can have Absolutely. good material. Just, you just bomb it. It's, it's hard, especially at first. And, um, and so he like literally before I go on stage, he's pulled me aside. He goes, now Andrew, listen, you're going to go up there. You've got good material and stuff, but you're going to go up there. People probably aren't going to laugh. It's going to be, it's going to feel awkward and terrible, but you know, just, just be just aware. Through. People probably, probably aren't going to laugh. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the pep talk, mate. And, uh, and they laughed a bit. And so, yeah, it was, it went, it went actually, uh, it went well for what I thought at the time, but you know, it was, you know, the expectations of an open mic. I was just looking to get one, one giggle yeah and, just uh, that's all a few, few little laughs it feels that's yeah i mean that's uh you know that's gold at that that early stage you're like i don't know even if some if someone smiles at me i'm gonna take that and be like yeah. that's a win i did it like yeah but exactly. um like i remember my my first time like this is a kind of everyone's first or most first times seem to be at this place that i keep hearing is star bar like in <laughs> in city at, uh, at yep. whatever it's called bonkers or whatever but i um i had like i had a bunch of Back friends like it was comedy I, court wasn't it it was yeah Com- comedy court yeah comedy court i i believe i won uh king of the court one one uh year did you won their little competition I did, <laughs> mate everyone if you went everyone's won one everyone ended up winning winning the grand final so yeah. That's it. The, and the judge, the judge was always in session uh, at the comedy court. <laughs> but uh, I, oh, I invited God. like, <laughs> I invited like, oh, I told a bunch of people, told like 10 friends, just like, I'm going to do this. It's just a bucket list thing. Like I'd hosted some stuff before that, like, like yeah. MC, MC'd some stuff. Um, and literally was like, I'm going to do this. And then they were like, okay, so I still lived on the central coast then. And they're like, let's all, you know, we'll all get the train down together. And then I told them, I told them what train I was getting on. And I lied. Like I told them I was getting the later (laughs) train and I got the earlier train and got the earlier train by myself uh, and just literally went over my, and they were like, I'm like, oh, I just ended up getting the earlier train. Like I just wanted to work on my stuff, blah, blah, blah. And like, then like they were like, oh, do you want to meet up for dinner? And I was like, oh, maybe. And I just sat outside Starbar being like, and then this and blah. What about that? I like just my God. Still to this painful. day, my wife knows that I am bad. Cunt. Like she'll like if if you know when I do a festival show and people coming, they go, well, let's should we go to dinner beforehand or whatever? Nope. She she'll just say, look, I oh, like, and she knows I'm not good company before a gig. And um, I remember I did my festival show a few years ago and i um a bunch of um parents from the kids school came mm. lovely people and so everyone we're going out to dinner afterwards and um i get down to the restaurant just down the road afterwards and they're already seated and stuff and um god bless my wife she looks at me and she just goes um i've sat you down next to loz who's my sister-in-law um and neen who's my cousin's wife who i know both of them really well she goes i figured you wouldn't really want to talk to talk too much to anyone and i was like thank you so much not because like you don't want to but you just 
I think what a lot of people don't realize when you've when you've done that, you've just, I just talked for an hour at all these yeah. people, yeah, like yeah, and dominated the conversation. At that point, you're sort of mentally at the point where you're just like, I'm happy just to sit and listen. And so I just sat down the end and listened to all the conversations going on and was cordial and that sort of stuff. But I was just, you're too mentally drained to get really into good conversations. And there's nothing I feel like you know for for people who've come and seen you and then hang out with you afterwards there's nothing mm. more disappointing than the absolutely the parallel yep. from oh this guy on stage can be really yep. funny and then in person you're like oh wow he's just kind of boring he yeah. stares into space a lot Why is it, yeah he's taking like a really long time picking what he wants to eat as well which is really annoying because you're literally reading a menu but going like that joke I told really didn't fucking land, did it? That's so annoying. But you're reading yeah, the menu the whole time. Me. Oh, get out of here. Anyway, um, <laughs> but no, like it's the same thing. Like do the festival shows and like if your festival show is at Enmore, then it's like there's a thousand restaurants in Newtown and Enmore. And like my wife's family's always like, let's, let's catch up, let's get dinner. And I, like, I love them. I love getting dinner with them. But as soon as I finish a show, I'm going like, you know, here's where it can work better. This needs to go earlier. That needs to go later, all that sort of stuff. And then you go to dinner yeah. and they're like, and they're like, that was such a great show. Like just asking you, how did you think it went? And like, you don't want to bore them, but like, you're like, oh, you know, there's stuff to work on. And then you yeah. do see that, that contrast of like being the guy on stage of ba 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 to just nothing of you being like, yeah, I I'm happy with it people see that as sometimes they think it's a false modesty or you're trying to, I don't know. I always self-conscious of, you know, they think you're fishing for compliments or whatever. Yeah. It's just, I, I just, I just generally mentally pretty wiped after a show and I just, Oh yeah. Don't want to, you know, it's not that I don't want to talk to people. I'm just not capable of being great company. No, that's it. It's uh, what can you do? Like you've, yeah. I mean, you've, you've literally just, you've just outlaid an hour of talking about the things that you've wanted to talk about. And now like, you know, you're saying, you know, people from your kid's school that are like, Oh, so when's the next P and C meeting? And you're like, oh, I couldn't fucking care less when the next P and C meeting is. <laughs> I've just come thinking about this thing in my head. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's a killer. Oh, so, uh, to be honest, I'm not even thinking half the time. Like, I'm <laughs> Zoned. Just, just done. Place. Yeah. yeah. Who do you who do you think out of like you've obviously met a lot of people because you've done a few different sort of a few different shows across a few different sports who do you think uh, like if you were if you're a comedy agent who's the person that you're going to being like mate you should give it a crack you've got the you've got the skills oh that's a really good question i don't know because there's there's blokes that are very naturally funny and can tell a story but as, yeah. as we all like know that doesn't necessarily translate translate into a stand-up frame of mind like brian fletcher is one of yeah. the naturally funniest blokes um around yeah um and he'd, he'd be he'd be a very good stand-up but whether he'd want to have to go through that the structure like, of putting it all together sort of thing as yeah, opposed to like he could he and he probably would but yeah it's it's that like 
I think that anyone who wants to be a stand-up sort of gets compelled to do it will end up just doing it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's hard to picture. It's not something, if you don't want to do it, that you'd ever put yourself through because it's just uncomfortable at times. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially absolutely. starting out, it's that feeling of knowing you're going to do something that has a pretty good chance of failing and you're, yeah. you're going to come away feeling worse. Um than you did going there but the <laughs> the the downside is is that the you know the sorry the trade-off is is the that when it does come off when you do when it does work you feel invincible and it's yeah. that feeling yeah. of wow that that really worked and i that you know i that that feeling is is so good that you know you're willing to go okay well even if i you know, it doesn't work out the next time, you know, it's worth yeah. it if I can, you know, get it to work again. So well, that's kind of, I had so, that yeah. vibe of when I, when I did those couple of gigs in Newcastle where I threw out some newer material that I hadn't done yet, but I had been sitting on it for pretty much all of the, you know, quarantine lockdown stuff. So yeah. I really kind of tuned it, worked it. So to actually do it, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Like that feels, that feels good. And then, I start doing the immediate thing of like, yeah, but it might not work next time. And it's like, and where's the, where's, <laughs> where's the problem? How do we fix it? And it's like, it's fine. Just leave it. If yeah. it fucking sucks next time, then stress. That's you'll, you'll find out like some, you know, you know, some audiences just are, you find all of a sudden they're just on your wavelength. And so you throw out new stuff and it just sort of clicks. Yeah. But, then you forget that there was work to get them to that point. And then if you just try it off the bat at the next place and you haven't got the audience to that point, then it's not going to be the same reaction. And you, no. you know, it's, it's, it's just learning, you know, where, how, it, how every joke you got works. Yeah. So, and the only way to do that, unfortunately, is to just get up and do them. And sometimes they'll work, sometimes they won't. And sometimes it's just, you know, you emphasize the wrong word or you set it up wrong. Yeah. You, and yeah, you didn't even realize at the time. And then you listen back to your set and you go, oh, that's, that's why, why. I didn't like that. I missed a whole chunk of information and they didn't really know where I was going. That was pretty pivotal. Uh, mm. You know, I've, I've really sort of, I've really leaned on this bit that was more of a throwaway and I've forgotten the entire meat of my sandwich. Like, yeah, I I had a um I did gig just actually it was like my I was in Canberra back in March I think early March mm. like before lockdown and before everything kicked off and I it was one of those gigs and I I had this idea and I was just everything was going well and I threw it out and it just sort of the joke just came I knew all the pieces but I'd never I hadn't sat and actually written it as how I'd word it and whatever but yeah it just came out one of those nights where my brain was working well enough communicating with my mouth to say say it in these get the words out in this order dickhead and it, <laughs> it worked perfectly and then so i thought oh well, that's great i've written a whole new bit and then the next time i went to do it i was so concentrating on trying to do it the exact way i did yeah yeah the, the time before i just completely stuffed it and that's that that thing of when when I was just in the moment of thinking, okay, there's this funny idea I want to communicate. Let your brain and your mouth just do it, as opposed to trying to retell a story I'd already told. If yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, which yeah, yeah. then just yeah. had no blood, you know. 
See, I had like on uh, like a couple of days before that first Newcastle gig, uh, I had like this weird thing where I went to see a doctor and uh, when he found out that I was a comedian, he was like, oh, have you ever seen, have you ever seen Def Jam comedy? And then just started showing me Def, Ca- Def Jam comedy YouTube clips, like my doctor just literally showing them to me. And I, I wrote that in my phone as like, literally, hey, remember to go back into this at some point. Like that's a funny premise. And then I was like, and this is what a punchline could be. And when I got up in Newcastle, I was like, I'm just going to start talking about it and just see what happens. Like I was emceeing. Mm. So I was like, a bit more, more time, a bit looser. Yeah. So I was like, let's just see what happens. And it got a really good reaction. And the punchline got a really good reaction. And then I asked the room runner, I was like, hey, did you film that? And he was like, yeah, I did. I was like, sick. I just want to watch it again for night two. And then night two, it was like, it was, it was obviously a dude trying to remember a video that he'd watched of himself yeah. going, yeah. And then my doctor, right? My doctor, he's uh, blah, and just really, I just didn't have any flow, like as opposed yeah. to the first night where I was you, just letting it happen. You're using a different part of your brain. You're using the memory instead of the, the you know, the, the problem solving part of your brain. The feeling. I, I don't know. Not that I know anything about parts of brains. But you know what I mean? It feels like a, it's, it's a different thought process into remembering how did I word this as to just trying to get a funny idea yeah. out there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all... Uh, I can't believe you told your doctor you were a comedian, though. Do you put that... Because I'm super, super, like, awkward. Whenever I've got something I've got to write occupation on, I'm like... Oh, yeah. This, like, cause it, this is this is it now. I, I, this is full time. This is Ooh, all I do. Is yeah, comedy essentially. Like whether it's yeah. TV, yeah. stand up, whatever. It's my my job is comedy, but it seems like the most ridiculous thing to write on a form. It's like, very, it's very obnoxious. Like I, yeah, well, yeah I, I try, it wasn't... Sometimes I just write entertainer, but I feel like that's yeah. even a bit wankier in some ways like it it makes it sound like oh you song and dance man are you I'm like no yeah none of those <laughs> skills that's the magic cabaret um, coming out again the, yeah exactly uh, yeah <laughs> now i kind of remember how it sort of came up i think it was like it wasn't like he got me to fill out a form and i was like comedian it's not like i'm yeah, coming in, coming into the country yeah, yeah. being like comedian um if you had to what do you put though on those forms on coming into the country yeah, or on, you know, any of those official forms. Because I've had to, I don't, I, I don't know, I've done, I, I don't know if you've done like, you know, gigs overseas or like I've done, like I was doing cruise ships for a while, which. Um, yeah. 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 And so you're literally going to traveling for your job. Yeah. Um, but it's still, <laughs> still not writing, still not writing comedian. Dick of a thing to write. And so that I just write entertainer and every time, hey, what do you do? It's like, oh, yeah. just, mate, I'm going to tell dick jokes on a cruise ship. Can you let yeah. me in, please? Please. And like, busboy. Just <laughs> yeah. write busboy or something, and then no one will ever talk to you. It's, 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 it's an odd... I still don't know what to write, because it doesn't feel like it's a real job. Like, and it, it, no. It's, it's a real job. It's, it's 
I can't I can't remember if I've been overseas since I like because there was a while there where I was just doing it full time like everything I was earning was from comedy or acting um and then I got my you know I got my day job to guarantee the rent when you've got a kid and all that sort of stuff yeah but all the uh, stuff all that all the crap but um I don't think I've been overseas since I I guess considered myself a comedian or whatever but yeah he kind of he was more asking me for the sense of like do you need a doctor's certificate like what do you do Uh, and my and my brain automatically went like I'm a comedian and then I was like but no I don't need a well I do need a doctor's certificate actually for the day job but not for (laughs) comedian imagine though if you're um if like room runners like if you had to cancel Uh, started asking for doctor's certificates so good. If I, if I ever if I ever run a room, that's exactly what I'll be doing. doing. It. All right. A doctor's certificate. And that's uh, it. But I suppose, yeah. If not, you're getting you're getting the three month, three month comedy court style three yeah, month band. Yeah, you're I'm on the blacklist. Are I'm you banned from there for life? Apparently. What did you do? Did you just bail on know. one gig or something? I don't, I don't know what I did. Um, apparently, I think I'm too good for that place now. Um, which I'm not, I'm not too good for anywhere, but, um, it's, but yeah, yeah. I I found out through another couple of blokes that told me, do you know you're blacklisted? (laughs) I just, is there actually a list? Imagine if there's an actual list, like that's, Mm. it's literally, I think it's all in the the room, in the brain, mentally, um, crazy, uh, which is funny because I used to, I, that's where I, I learned a lot about um, emceeing. That's where mm. I did a lot of emceeing early on because one, you could early on there and two, yeah. you were so off the radar of the comedy scene that you could take real risks and learn a lot and mm-hmm. fail without in a low risk environment. So, and, and the audiences that had come in there were always just middle of the road, sensibilities they weren't yeah they weren't there for anything in particular they were well, not leaning some comedy yeah yeah no, and not leaning one way or another it wasn't a trendy place it wasn't a it was just a these guys got fired uh, you know a yeah. lot of travelers or whatever and they weren't coming back they were never coming back it's, they weren't going to remember your name um so you could you know okay i think this will be funny i'm just going to take a swing yeah and Live you know in the moment. I mean? you, yeah, it was fine, and so I learned a lot there. But um, and so I kind, of, kind of, kind of a little sad that I got blacklisted. Not, not that I'm looking to gig there at the moment, but no. I just it was, it was a, it's a funny sort of a. Well, if you do, I mean, if you do need, I'm sure you can get off the blacklist if you provide like a doctor's note, like a sick note or something. You might be or, able to or get bring off. Four friends. Bring four friends. Yeah, actually, I remember one of the times I I did it there. Um, I tried to literally just had Lou with me, like my wife and was like, can she come with me? No. Nah. And it's like, okay. And oh, Lou, Lou, I was like, I said to Lou, I was like, like, we're going to go to dinner after this. Like, do you actually want to watch this show or, and she's like, I kind of want to watch you. And I was like, okay. And then it's like, go to get a ticket. And it's like, oh, there's only the VIP seats left. And it's like, $30. <laughs> and you're like, fuck. Like, oh, he's good. He's, he's good. He's good. I'll give him that. That's how I found out I was blacklisted. So I turned up to, I'd done um, the, when Comedy Lounge was doing the early Saturday shows. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that brief period, and so like I five I'd gone PM and done that. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, five thirty, six o'clock or something. Yeah. So I'd done that, and I'd finished up, and I was going over to meet uh, Andrew Paskin, uh, another comedian um, who was who was there running some material, and we were just going to go grab a coffee after after that, and um, and uh, so I I just don't even show your face it. around here. Don't get out of well, here. So I wasn't finished yet. And so I texted Paskin, is this show still on? He comes out, he goes, I'll, I'll talk to Dante. I'll, you know, he'll let you in. Um, you know, cause I had emceed there a million times and uh, yeah, wouldn't let me in. Wouldn't let me in at all. Uh, no dice. And, uh, right, well. and then, yeah, I was like, oh, that's odd. And the, the show was, he wanted me to buy a ticket if I wanted to go in and the show was almost done anyway. It was two thirds done. And I was like, yeah. No. I'd just, nah, just wait. sit over at the bar and have a have a beer. Yeah. And, uh, which I went and did. And uh yeah, ended up catching <laughs> and then so that's how I found out I was blacklisted. Crazy. Is, uh, yeah. That's something you don't I mean, at least you can go and drown your sorrows, maybe have you know, one eighth of a beer and get over it and never think about it ever again. But <laughs> that's uh, it. it's it is it is sad in a way, but I'm not gonna I don't think I'll lose any sleep over it. Nah, so. nah, nah. I'll um, I'll let you go shortly. Mainly, uh, mainly because I'm, I'm getting the wrap up messages myself uh, about a, a troublesome, a troublesome baby at my house. But oh, good times. Uh, so that's, I mean, hopefully, that's good. To hopefully, know. it's your, hopefully it's your it's, baby, not Dad. I don't even know. I, I assume it's, it's ours, unless it's, it's the neighbor's kid. Man, he crawls over every night and just causes it. trouble. They've gone to the RSL. I said I'd look after it. Could you you deal with our one? I'll look after this one. Um, but uh, we touched on it earlier. Touched on it earlier really quickly. Um, was that you emceed our wedding. Yes. Uh, and I believe we may have... I think we may have started like a new love for you in terms of weddings and how weddings should be. You, because your wedding... Um, now I should warn you too. Um, I, I've noted a pattern. Uh, I have I've emceed quite a few weddings now. Uh, All right, uh, friends, brag, but okay, families, yep. that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, I am <laughs> uh, what people like to call a uh, sought after a, a guest you give a job to, and um, that was. Uh, but what I've noticed is I reckon I'm running at about fifty percent. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, successful marriages, <laughs> really, a real pattern. Yeah, there's a real pattern, um, particularly in one group of. I won't go into it because it's real people. Yeah, um, of course. But yeah, with like there was one that barely lasted the honeymoon, from what I understand. And uh, yeah, so I've I've my wife is is really worried about me emceeing any more weddings because <laughs> she doesn't. She thinks it's something to do with me. Especially anyone close to you that you're supposed to like care about, like, you know, it's her, her brothers and sisters oh, yeah. or something. It's like, no, yeah, Andrew's I'm not, not doing it. <laughs> near any of her friends' weddings. No way I wouldn't be allowed. Um, so, so good. But your wedding, your wedding stands out because, so everyone knows ceremony, uh, whether that be, uh, you know, church, park, wherever. Uh, yours mm -hmm. was at a church. church. And then there's the gap. There's the gap between ceremony and reception, mm -hmm. um, which is that's you know it's it's 
bit of free time. Lots of different options. Yeah, a bit of free time. You know, the, the couple are off with the, the grooms people getting their mm. uh, and the bridesmaids getting their uh, photos and stuff. But you had an amazing initiative. So straight out of the church, into the hall next to the church, boom, put on a spread. And mm-hmm. uh, my favourite, my favourite, uh, what would you call it, appetizer or it's not really an appetizer as such, a nibble. Yep. Uh, yep. Was there the cob loaf dip? Warm I know. cob loaf dip. It was exactly like because I don't know about you, but when I see two people in love, um, <laughs> it makes me hungry. Uh, and I'm looking for I'm looking for like some crusty bread to dip in like yep. something that's creamy. You're not a hundred percent sure of what it is, but it's like no. there's definitely sour cream in it. Um, that could be chopped up spinach. Who knows? Maybe. Mm probably good for me i'm gonna eat shit loads of it and that was that was how i spent your uh the, the, the gap, gap between there i was with uh me and alex J. yeah who is uh another brilliant comedian comedian um her and i were both both there and we smashed we it. Loafed. it i like great. to think of uh i like to think of how people perceive a cob loaf is also how people perceive myself and Lou as a as a joint like you look at a cob loaf and you're like I'm not necessarily sure those two things I like those two things but I'm mm. not sure they go together and then yeah once once, once they're together sort of dry the other's sort of warm and liquidy and yeah and I mean just which one's amazing. which in the analogy I don't know but uh, <laughs> I'll leave that up to yeah people's perception right uh, put it out as a poll on uh, on Instagram, Instagram stories. <laughs> am I, am I right the in, crusty one? Know. Am I the crusty one or am I the wet, warm one? Which one am I? Because that's the that's the best bit too. Is when you get down to the bottom and you're just starting to use just the just what was the the shell. Yeah, you're just breaking off. bits off and dipping yep. in, and those bits at the bottom that have just been sort of sitting soaked, there. Yeah, sitting Stewing. in Ah, oh, yep. so good. Now, what would there's because there's a bunch of different dips. What's your preference? What do, what do you like? What do you like? Are you a spinach ricotta guy? See, you a French onion ricotta guy? I, I like, I was definitely, I would have said I was a French onion. I feel like the, it was spinach and ricotta, right? At the yeah. wedding, I think it yeah. was. Um, yeah, I think I, I had wasn't to a huge for most of the reception. <laughs> you emceed, like, I didn't want to bring it up. You were focusing on emceeing and stuff, but yeah, it was very visible. Oh, don't uh, worry. The cob loaf got a shout out too, didn't it? It did. Well, and I think it gets a shout out every time we talk, or, uh, you know, if even if I talk about you to my wife, it'll be like, Man, Barno loved that. God, cobbler. he loves a cobbler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he I did, do. didn't he? Mate. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad reputation to have. Like, there's there's Mate. much worse reputations. Like, if I said, oh, I'm doing a thing with Barno tonight, and she was like, oh, he's a fucking loser. Instead, it's like, <sighs> he loves a cob loaf. I should have made a cob loaf. I should have just had it. <laughs> just had, we should have done it. Sure. Done like you had, I'll, I'll bring all the broken up bread, and then I could, like, CGI drop it into your... Mate, when this COVID bullshit's over and we can do a face-to-face one of these, let's do an episode over over cobbler. Over a cob? Oh, delicious. That's so good. See, that's I your think... next podcast. That's your next Cobbs. podcast once this is over. Cobbs with Mitch. Pod. You just get Pod. people on. Called like Podloaf. Also, I don't know. That's Pod so loaf. bad. Podloaf. Oh, actually, I don't mind that, to be Pod honest. Loaf. 
pod life. So you sit down and each week, Mitch Garling breaks bread with an interesting person with a new person. Life. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Mate, done. This, thing, uh, this is <laughs> writes itself. This pitch writes itself. It's amazing. <laughs> I think if Luke, yeah. actually, I think if you're picking a favorite, uh, Lou's mum makes like a, it's sort of a French oniony one, but it's got yep. some corn. It's got a bit of, uh, I think maybe bacon, bacon, yeah. corn, French, that life changing, life changing. Oh. But uh, mate, um, I, I think, I think in, in summary, like I'll, I'll let you go shortly, but in summary, I think that I, uh, I think you've done really well in this interview um, to be oh, the possible, you know, heir to the throne of being my dad. Um, yes. I think that's, I think you've done, you've always, but even, even before this interview, I think you've always, like, we've always, you've always looked out for me. You've always sort of championed me and pushed me in certain ways. Like, you know, you hooked me up with Fox Sports and stuff and whatever, that didn't work out, but you've always looked out for me in, in that sense. Um, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to say, thanks, dad. You're a, you're a bloody, <laughs> you're a bloody good dad. No worries at all. It's no, I I don't know. I think I I don't know. Like, and you're very much the same, like in terms of if you can tip a comedian into something that you think they'd be good at or like, I I always, I, there's nothing I enjoy more than being able to introduce funny people to funny people. And yeah, situations. If you've got like a, yeah, if you, if you're doing a room and you work with someone new, you haven't worked with, and then you do another room and you're talking to the room runner, I'll I'll always like, have you had this person? Like, cause you're trying to, it's, it's just, I don't know. I love that. And I think that most comics are very much like that. Very supportive, like for all the, you know, it's a, it's a solo sort of a gig for the most part, but I think in general, most comics are pretty supportive and, you know, that's it. Each other out. So, Always yeah, looking out for each other. Good, that's it. Good, uh, yeah, I'll leave you. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. What were you going to say? I was going to say, especially at the moment with uh, with all the crap that's going on. So that's know. it. We've all got to be all got to be helping each other and doing each other's podcasts and yeah, you know, exactly sharing each other's videos and all that sort of stuff, so that we all have I don't know a content life, all that sort of jazz. But um, yeah, and and look, doing our best to support the. Uh, the struggling little company that is Zoom. A lot of people don't know about it. Uh, it's uh, you know not going not going good. Not going good old Zoom. Sense. I feel bad for. Zoom meeting is going to be one of those. Is the word of twenty twenty? I would imagine. Oh, absolutely! It'll be yeah, absolutely. It'll be. I feel like I've been trying to figure out like how we're going to think about twenty twenty, like in twenty years, if that sort of makes sense. And the only sort of analogy, like not analogy, but the only sort of comparison I can think about is like, um, kind of like the like the Lou roll, the Bog roll, you know, wars will be kind of how we think about and look back at like that. Was it the Great Emu War? The Great Emu War, like how we look back at that and we're like, geez, that was a fuck. That was a sad time in our lives. Yeah, wasn't what a it? weird, what a weird thing to have happened. I know. That's I was like, we're... I was like, yeah, and like we'll be telling grandkids, being like, yeah, there was no toilet paper anywhere. You used to literally fight people for toilet paper. Mm. That's what I think. Like at least, you know, people talk about, yeah, we're not sacrificing anything like the 
during the world wars and that's a hundred percent true absolutely but at least they had fucking good stories like what are we, oh, yeah mate, i watched I watched Tiger King and uh, yeah, we ran out of toilet paper. So I had to use it's, tissues. Like, it's pretty sad. It's, it's a not, touch and not go. the kind of thing my, my grandkids are going to be sitting around. Oh, tell us another story. About this. No, listen, you're not going to get that tattooed. Like that's not going to be a story that your, your grandkids are going to get tattooed being like, this is my grandpa's story or whatever. Like, well, that's it. Like, you know, the, oh, yeah, my, you know, people talk about, they're going to be like, oh, my... You know, we talk about my grandfather. He fought in New Guinea, and uh, yeah. you know, our grandkids are going to be like my, uh, yeah, my, uh, my daddy. He, he fought in all fourteen of Woolworths. Uh, yeah, were, <laughs> yeah. Uh, over the last last packet of bog roll, it was uh, not not even that. It was yeah. My dad, uh, he uh, he fought. Well, he I mean, he was supposed to go on a cruise to do comedy to New Guinea, but <laughs> he yeah, that got cancelled. So he's he just stayed at home for a while. We just played Fortnite and stuff together. But mm, yeah, <laughs> so good. Mate, uh, I'll wrap you up. Um, just a quick no one. No worries. If, if you were, um, this is a, a new sort of thing that I'm trying with my prospective dads. If yep. you were my dad right now, like if you, Andrew Barnett, Barney, Barno, whatever, um, if you were my dad right now, what's the, what's the advice that you would give me in 2020 on how to be the best Mitch Garling that I can be? The in 2020... The yeah. best thing, I or just, or just moving forward, I guess, is don't one, don't measure anything on this year. This is such a weird year. Like you can't, like you know, there's people like it, there's lots of people like out of work or whatever, and you just like, well, okay, this isn't the, the best advice I can say. I think, and it's hard to try and do, and it's what I try and remember is the whole thing, this whole COVID thing, this whole fucker of a year that we're having. Um, the best advice I ever got was it's not happening to you. It's just mm. happening. Yeah. So don't take any of yeah. it personally. It's happening to everyone and just everyone. head down, do the work and, you know, see where it goes. You never know where things are going to go. 12 months ago, we wouldn't have predicted that we'd be all not doing all. Zoom podcasts. So, you know, just if, as, as long as you keep doing the work, keep creating and keep doing, uh, doing your best and doing what makes you happy, then, you know, what can you do? it'll work out in the long run. That's it. Yeah, That's exactly. it. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fatherly advice. I appreciate that from my seven-year-old uh, father. Um, <laughs> Mate, but, I learned a lot in those seven years. Don't worry about it. Oh, all right, fair enough. That's, keep that to you. you. are my dad at the end of the day. Keep that sort of stuff <laughs> to yourself. Um, mate, please, before we wrap up, just plug anything that you've got. Like as you say, you, you've got the, the vodcast on, on KO um, and then obviously yep. doing the features on Matty John's. Uh, on the yeah, Sunday night. Sunday show. nights with Maddie Johns, uh, the Professor and Barney podcast featuring Tom and Nick. For if you just search Professor and Barney podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and other than that, I'll look out for me at uh, Mr. A Barnett on Instagram and Twitter, but I don't really do any tweeting. And uh, just, yeah. If you, just everywhere. Yeah. If you're at an open mic night and you see a guy struggling to remember his new material, just remember you know that guy that guy worked hard for a lot of years and now he's forgotten how to do it so that's it he doesn't remember sentence structure but he's mm. gonna he's gonna get there mates thank you uh andrew barnett barney barno thanks for uh thanks for chatting with me my friend no worries thanks for having me thanks mate